I think it's time we grow this dream. Get everybody in the mics together. Okay, three, two, one podcast. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Look Open your eyes, eyes and say hello. Stop it, Josh. Stop it. <laughs> Open your eyes and say hello and welcome back to the sudden but inevitable Rebop, the podcast where we take two anime-resistant first-timers through the series Cowboy Bebop one or two episodes at a time, depending on a whole smattering of variables. I, of course, am your host and captain, Captain Bootscoot, a.k.a. Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. Jesse. Welcome, welcome. Hello to everyone in the live chat. That includes Miss Rosie. Hello, Rosie. Hello, Callie D. Hello, Ryan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, Ryan is kind of just going to spoil it right away, and I am so happy that he <laughs> did, you guys. Congratulations. So awesome to watch you guys on SDCC at home. Ryan, of course, is referring to our recent appearance like 10 minutes ago <laughs> on the California Brown Coats SDCC at home Brown Coats meeting room and I can't tell you how much fun we had it was it was just an absolute blast we got to meet brown coats from all over the country which is not new but you know what it's meeting people face to face even over a chat is a little bit different and I think you folks here in the live chat know that and that's why you watch live with us and you hang out every week so I want to say thank you and welcome now, of course, it's not just me to bring these two anime-resistant first-timers through this series. I have a veteran co-host, and that, of course, is at Miss My Armcast, Kylie herself. Kylie, how has your week been so far? Hi. Um, it's been, um, gosh, just a crazy one, but uh, good nonetheless, and just happy to be here as always. Um, very excited for this episode in particular, so. I agree. I, In case you can't tell, folks... We're covering Bohemian Rhapsody this week. Um, because of aforementioned super fun appearance, we thought it might make more sense if we just did the one episode coverage this time. And we're going to make a concerted, actual, real, not made up effort to not make this show two hours long because we have all already been working our performative little hearts out for the brown coats. And we just, we love that. And we had it awesome time and it was a great opportunity but if we just keep making multiple shows a night we could all die and then the show would be over and that would be bad and you don't want that and i know that so we're gonna go ahead and from there we'll introduce my friend josh the head of the twist my arm podcast network and of course the host of the twist my arm podcast josh how's your week been my friend um my week has been fantastic um i can't complain uh i just Pretty much checked uh, another thing off my bucket list today um, as far as being a part of the San Diego Comic-Con. No matter how small of a part it, it is, it's, I mean, it's incredible that we got invited to do that. And I am just 
so honored and thankful to have been part of that. I mean, I'm just, I'm still kind of speechless. Like I kind of forgot about what this episode's about. So <laughs> it's all right. We made notes. That's why we make notes. And correct to echo Josh's sentiment. We just have to say thank you again to Linnell at California Brown Coats to, to just to reach out, to have us be part of this celebration of the amazing outpouring of love. That is the Brown Coat community was deeply touching. And then to see it all happen live, you guys, you know me, I'm always talking about how overwhelmed we are by just the, the outreach and wonderful love that we receive. And that hasn't slowed down and it hasn't stopped. And I, I thank you so much. The, all we can do is say thank you and continue to say thank you. We appreciate that. There's some really cool stuff that we have in the works. If you didn't get to see our appearance, definitely go check out the California Brown Coats YouTube channel. We will put a link into the show notes so that you can go, lo- you can go watch our appearance there and you can hear about some of the machinations that were taking place. I'll also put that link on our website to twistmarmpodcast.com slash SBI. I'll put that little video in there as well. So if you head over there, it'll be there. That's the easiest place to get everything sudden but inevitable all in one spot. Now, because you've all been here before, be you viewers or listeners, you know what I'm about to do. And that is to introduce the juggernaut of the podcasting network that is Twist My Arm. The force to be reckoned with, that is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Welcome to the show, my friend. How has your week been? It has been a very good week. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con was cool, but uh, earlier this week, I watched my boss get attacked by a hawk. (gasps) (gasps) Yes! Winning? Yeah, it was amazing. It was Was so uh... great. Do the hawks do the hawks have large talons? Was uh, it a territorial well, thing? Like what was How? Oh my gosh, spill the tea. Spill the if tea. You do, yeah, don't put out any self-identifying information if you don't want to, no. but give us the give us the Basically, we live out in a very we live we work out in a very rural area. There's a lot of farms around the location that we're working out of, and in rural areas that means animals are something you have to be concerned about. And there are a couple hawks in the area. I've seen them come down and pick up mice and that kind of stuff. And my boss is bald. And I wonder if that had anything to do with it, if his head was looking shiny or something, maybe. (laughs) But a hawk came swooping down, hit him, like kind of a minor scratch. He wasn't even bleeding. It was just red. And he got a couple of good hits in with the wings before the the hawk, falcon, large bird of prey, whatever it was. Took Raptor. off again. Yeah. Uh, and, and now my boss, every time a shadow goes by, like a bird's flying by, <laughs> he flinches. And it's that's, just so No, that's so crazy. Good. I think everybody wants to see their boss get attacked by an animal. Not like a bear mauling, but, you know. <laughs> just, I was just about to say that. Maybe some people's bosses, but. It humanizes our superiors at work when we see them have moments that are relatable. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's a spider in my face. You know, something that is like, oh yeah, it's what I would do. I would, I would freak out and scream. Yeah, um, but there's a couple wow. people at our jobs that would like to see us get attacked by hawks. Oh I gosh, can't. I don't. Even, can, I, I don't even want to know. I want to see it get wrapped up in Josh's hair and just not <laughs> wow. be able to get away. Flock, flock of seagulls. That's wow. That okay, suck. you guys. So I promised this would be a shorter episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I have to. I have to rein us in. We have to start talking yep. about Cowboy Bebop. Um. I Ricky D I'm it's difficult though because now I'm just picturing that happening and like he's going to be he has to explain that to people in his life now like when he's you know out with people he knows and he like 
ducks behind a building, he's got a. They're gonna be like, "Whoa, man, what's? Are you God, all right?" I got attacked by a bird. <laughs> Giant bird gave me a bad coupon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just before before anything, I want to just share the the awesome big news that we kind of shared last Do week, it. but we have today that it's actually official. Our store is open and ready for business. Um, if you guys would like to go purchase any of the shirts or we have hats in there for best flicks or some other things, um, definitely hit us up. It's the twistmarmpodcast.com slash TMA dash store. Um, if you go there, then you can see all of you click on whichever show you're looking at. Um, we just put a really cool shirt up there um, that I'm very excited about. So Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, if if anyone's interested, um, it's it's all ready to go. All the testing has been done. Um, it says every, bound by is, law, my arm. Yes, yes, cool. it's great. So and uh, Kylie, Kylie and I got our shirts. Um, they're going to be in the mail here in a couple weeks, and you'll you guys will be able to see them. So I'm excited. And the thing that's really cool about that particular shirt, if I may, is that it comes in a variety of colors. And all that changes is the colors of our silhouettes, right? So you can get it in, there's like a red, a blue, a green, a pink, a teal, a heather, I think is the term, or ash, ash heather. There are some very fancy, very shiny color names to our t-shirts. And you can represent your love for the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop and the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, seasons one and two, at the same time with one shirt. And every single penny that you spend at the Sudden But Inevitable or Twist My Arm shop in general goes directly into making this show as good as it can be. Like we said on the Brown Coat SDC at home, SDCC at home stream, we're just regular people with full-time jobs that love to hang out and talk about the things that we love with the people that we love. And if there's anything that we can do to make that better, we want to do that. And this is the easiest way for us to empower ourselves to do that now a little bit of a spoiler alert we were talking on the brown coat stream about charity we are going to be looking into a promotion where you know between date x and y anything you buy in our store the profits will 100 go to charity after the cost of the item which we pay so i just I want to say thank you again to the brown coats, the California brown coats in particular, for inspiring us. And I want to say thank you to Josh for doing all the very ridiculous, intricate, difficult, detail oriented work to get all of that working so that we can start putting up really cool shirts and hats for everybody to help with the show. Ricky D, I can't wait to own a Best Flicks with Ricky D hat. I cannot wait to put a Best Flicks with Ricky D sticker on my water bottle. Yeah, I'm going to vandalize work. everything with those stickers. It's going <laughs> to well, be so I don't even good. wear hats, and I am so getting one. I'm going to wear it everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to like wear it backwards, sideways. Oh, my gosh. So many cool ways. We're very excited, you guys. Yes. So if you guys don't have anything else that you feel like you need to correct from last week or that you feel like you have to say thank you for or anything like that before we get into this, I'd be like, that's a no. I, I only looked briefly. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm, cool. I'm ready to get, I'm ready Excellent. to jump in. Yeah. Then, my friend Kylie, if you wouldn't mind giving us the synopsis for this week's episode, Bohemian Rhapsody, and 
outside of the title, of course, which we're going to talk about. Any other fun facts that you may have related to this episode? Sure. Okay. Um, the Bebop crew embarks on a wild goose chase of a bounty hunt that leads them deep into space in search of an ancient chess master. Um, so my first thought there, I thought it was neat to just the kind of wordplay there. Um, you, you know, they're going into outer space, which is what you're kind of used to. But like, got the whole cyberspace thing going on. So cool. So cool. Um, and then, yeah, as, as Jesse mentioned, I think it's pretty, pretty obvious that, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, very, very um, popular song of, you know, Queens at a Night at the Opera. Um, so fun. Um, you know, and I, other than that, this is kind of um, a pretty fun fact. I didn't write down the names because I could have told you all day long and I don't think any of us would have like really remembered. But the chess matches in the episode are actual chess matches, like famous ones from history. Um, and wow. again, I was really thinking I was like, I could write these names down and tell you who they are. So but you many. probably wouldn't really remember. So, but I just thought it was neat that. Wow! Did Kylie it's, just it's like? Real... Did Kylie just cast shade on us for not being hip to the world of competitive chess? Yeah. She's like, you guys probably wouldn't know these chess grandmasters, but um, well, I mean, who, who can who can forget it, Paul Morphy and Adolf Anderson? <laughs> Dude, I am a huge <laughs> Gary Kasparov fan personally. I mean, of all the grandmasters, he's my favorite. Absolutely, D, you got one? Josh just got that right uh, off the top of his head too. So. Adolf, I, I I got mine off the top of my head. You guys know me. I look only at the camera and at the show notes on this because if I look at the camera, That's... I can see my own face. <laughs> um, so I don't like looking at my face, so I just look at the notes because it's true. Um, I but no, yeah, I'm totally kidding, cool. Kylie. I I, I they probably listed what like 500 matches right like that that screen flickered for like a solid 15 seconds or something didn't it Uh, yeah 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 um definitely so uh um (laughs) to callie's point no i never said she was wrong (laughs) yeah He's throwing throwing me off guard again. I'm Um, sorry. But anywho, (laughs) um, yeah, no, I just thought that was really neat. Like, it was actually a match. Like, they were talking about, you know, how Edward was sitting there for a week or whatever. There is a chess match that actually took people, two people a week to complete. And, like, can you even imagine the satisfaction one might feel after winning a game that with with a worthy opponent after a week you know well, so that's, cool so cool and spoiler yeah. alert that's why he dies at the end um, he played such a hardcore match at chess well, that it killed him what a wonderful <laughs> wonder it was a wonderful satisfying death like seriously he's yeah. all old sitting there waiting you could tell even at the beginning of the episode he's like oh, i'm like all tired and bored or whatever and then he is so stoked that he has a worthy opponent and just dies like way better than he well, could his, ever imagined. His fun so. little line too was, uh, "What did he say? It, it's I'm either facing a complete idiot or a total <laughs> genius." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, but, I believe that's um, what some of the most professional chess players say is difficult for them is to play people that have never played or don't have a strategy, right? Because they're like these people aren't going to do what they should nor what I expect them, so it's very difficult to plan around that. I won Which a chess cool. match. So I don't know if you guys remember the Fort Collins Mall, um, but yeah. the Fort Collins Mall had uh, always had little kiosks and things going on there when malls were hip. Um, and one of those things that was happening, I went there one day and uh, there was a big like group of, of chess 
like a chess group, you know what I mean? And it was like this private, this guy taught everyone chess. He was like some world renowned chess player that chess game. all these kids were learning from him. And, uh, you know, it was a free game of chess. If you win, you won a prize. And I, I was like, I've only played chess a couple times. I know how, I know how to move the pieces. So let's do it. I totally won. And the guy was so mad at the kid. He's like, how could you lose? <laughs> he's like, he's like, how did you lose? And he's like, it was like they didn't really have prizes because he starts looking around like, uh, I got this magnetic chess set. Here you go. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, that's, that's that's funny cool. because he he taught them a way of like, you know, because even the kid was like, well, I was using the I was using the square method. I was using the yeah. It's like a method of you know you put all your characters in a square around the king, and he was like, he's like, I did that, but I. He still won. <laughs> First of all, this poor kid. That sounds like traumatizing. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It is like a strategy of you know, it's of wit. And I, my dad taught me how to do it at a pretty young age. I have still to this day never won a game of chess. Let's play. I know. Let's do it. We got to do this. I'll buy it on PlayStation tonight. We'll play. Um, no, no, we buy have, it on we Switch. I'll play with you. Oh, Switch. Oh, okay. You guys so should first of all, definitely we'll stream competitive now, chess. Because we can Down. stream it, but I was gonna say we do have. Do we have a physical game of chess? Remember, you bought the, you bought the one where it's the oh, multi-game yeah. thing. Yeah. So yes. Anywho, chess is on. <laughs> Update: Josh does own a copy of chess, a physical chess board. <laughs> we have figured that out. Yes. And, and whole point of that. And hey, I thanks, Rick. You guys, this is this is. A moment in time like and i don't want to let it pass you, you seriously need to stream chess against one another and i will commentate the stream like <laughs> now it's happening yeah we got uh, yeah this. it's gonna ha- it We're needs scheduling. to happen we'll make we'll make a bonus out of it or something it, we, we have to so this episode opens with the fastest caller we have ever seen in either of our two bounty hunter shows right like the first three shots are caught him caught him and caught him so immediately i'm like Oh, this is very different. I'm very confident. And then the very next scene is them going, "Yeah, it's nobody. It doesn't matter." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I guess I guess that that makes sense." But I do really like that we are just sort of picking up in the middle of some kind of story that's already happening here, right? Because there's it's so, totally non sequitur from last week. It's just like now there's some weird kind of chess thing happening here, and we don't we haven't heard of this yet. Um, also, that intro music. The drums? I mean, Josh, you had to be all over those drums, right? The like, music of this whole episode was great. Um, it was very percussive, yeah. and I'm a very, big yeah. drummer. So, like, you get to the end of the episode, and it's all the tribal drums and stuff like that. Absolutely You're an average-sized drummer. Was... Oh, you mean you really enjoy drumming. <laughs> gotcha. You should see my hands. They are blistered. I, You know, I, they get so blistered when I play. Oof. That's actually true. His hands are pretty usually beat up from playing... Um, Musician. You have drumsticks, right? What am I saying? Yes. Instruments. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's always been thing. Like, no I've more burned hands for, for a long time since I was a little kid, and even when I was a little kid, it's like the vibration of the sticks hits my fingers just right. That it's a it's a problem a lot of drummers have. So I got to wear gloves or duct tape my hands. Which is that is not rock. Me. That is not rock and roll. <laughs> Um, or if I don't do it, I just bleed everywhere. Okay. I played a show once where there was blood all over my drum set just from my blisters, and that was, was metal AF. I was going <laughs> to say, Ricky D, you know me. This isn't something that I just do. But in defense of Josh, what? I have seen him 
play live shows that the only adjective I was able to give him afterward was metal. So <laughs> I apologize. I, I would say no, I, it, you've nothing to apologize for. I'm simply bringing us all to the same uh, level of knowledge. So we're going to try, you guys. We're really trying. Um, I love that this episode of Big Shot is basically just, it, it's kind of like the um, the news bulletin that's like, breaking news, the exact piece of information you need, right? Except it's the Big Shot crew talking directly to the Bebop crew. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it's too bad you didn't get paid. That's rough. <laughs> Sorry, friends. Like, I, I hope to someday have somebody apologize to us on live television. You guys, is that a, can we make that a new goal? <coughs> I mean, we've yes. interviewed Adam Baldwin. We've been part of San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, I think the next step should be have somebody apologize to us on live television. On it. So, okay. Thank on you. It. Um, I don't know how to, in, anyways. Uh, so during <laughs> this little confab that we have here, the music is doing some really, really fun stuff. I've mentioned before, if you're listening with headphones, if you watch the show with headphones, the music and the audio is mixed in a really fun way. And especially in this scene, you've got uh, Jet walking around. And when he's doing that, he's walking around in your head. He's changing directions in your head when, his, when the, the way that he's facing changes on the screen. Uh, sometimes the music will like sink way back into just the tiny little corner of your headphone while everything else is a regular volume. It's, it really shows the love that they put into the mix of this show. And it, it's, I mean, this episode in particular, I was really like kind of over immersed for a minute. I was like, man, this is, and there's some really disorienting shots in this episode. So that can be a problem if you, if you get too immersed, but I mean, it was, I, I just, I loved that, that little piece. And, you know, it just echoes what Josh was saying. The music in this whole episode all the way through is just, it's. I mean, the whole series, of course, is masterful, but in this particular episode, it's a lot of fun. That's the best part of the show, I think, is the music is always different. A lot of shows keep the same style. You know, they they have that one... Take take Avengers, for instance. You have the Avengers theme that's used in every single Avengers movie, and a lot of shows do that, where they have the main theme that's used in different fashions, but used the same way throughout the whole series. This is completely different. They use... They write different music for every single episode, and I respect the shit out of that because that takes way more work than most shows are willing to put in. That was a whole separate production kind of. Exactly, like, exactly. And super it's, it's cool. And, awesome. yeah. and the work itself, which will become a new genre, shall be called Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> so I really enjoyed this little piece here where they're sort of explaining, okay, 50 years ago when the gates were built and it's just like they just state it so matter of factly without being like let me teach you something right i just the i'm i'm gonna be honest you guys most of this episode i was thinking of ricky d because i was like ricky d got here before the show gave it to him like to his credit he was like I'm totally comfortable with it. It would make sense that they'd stay here or that they would go to these places first, rather, if they had just invented the technology. It makes a lot of sense. I'm good with it. Plus, I know all these places because, you know, took courses on it. So I'm glad, Ricky D, that we finally got you, like, a tacit explanation, right? Like, it's been 50 years, like, which kind of surprised me. I'll be honest, because, like, 
I think for the first 50 years, maybe even, I don't know that I would travel hyperdimensionally. Ricky D, would you travel hyperdimensionally somewhere within the first year, 50 years of that technology being available? Uh, you know, I do like to allow other people to be guinea pigs. I like to get a lot of information from what I'm observing. I don't know if I'd have to wait 50 years, but I would <laughs> be cautious about it. Uh, and there's also, they were talking about a defect in these gates, and I might be bringing it up too early, but I didn't quite understand what the defect was. Was it a time-release virus, or what was happening with that? I don't think they really described it. It was just kind of a... A defect? A thing, right? It was just, yeah, yeah so the, like... It was meant to be, it was meant to self-upgrade after 50 years or mm-hmm. something like that, right? And then, so m- my understanding... Or, or rather, my um, sort of interpretation of that one phrase, because you're saying they don't really go deeply into it, was that um, there was a a cyberspace vulnerability, uh, which allowed it to be taken over or hacked or whatever. Okay, and that was why the people that were messing with it knew exactly what to do. But I, I again. <laughs> We had a lot of stuff happening tonight, and I had to cram a lot of stuff into the last three hours of life. Um, so I, it's an it's an excellent point. But the other thing that I immediately thought of, I'll be totally honest, was, oh, I wonder if like that ghosting thing that we learned about was not an intended effect. <laughs> Maybe that was like a oh. lucky accidental side effect or something, or like the guy didn't intend for it, and he was like, oh, that happened, but everything seems fine, so good or it has something to do with how they actually move those things that fast right it's like the opposite or maybe the same effect as the mass effect uh confession time i've never played a mass effect game but i believe mass effect itself the title refers to the way that they travel faster than light in that series and i think they also use a series of gates i'm not 100 percent, you guys um phil never played it you've played mass effect right in the live chat you've played mass effect right Phil, we I, need I, you. I mean, if you if you haven't, it's okay. But if you have, please tell Phil's me. Phil's a Nintendo wrong. guy. Mass Effect's not on Nintendo. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Phil, might Phil strikes be a, me as a, a man of, of many trades. cultures. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, but it, it, basically, what you'd have to do to get something to go. Oh, see, he hasn't played. Very cool. I am as cool because he's Phil. a Nintendo guy. <laughs> that makes me happy. So, um, to get something to go that fast, you'd have to decrease the actual mass of it. Right, because the faster and faster you go, the more your mass increases, right? Because energy equals your mass times the speed of light squared. So as you go faster, you become more massive or heavier, basically. So it takes more energy to go faster and faster and faster and faster. So the mass effect in the title, I believe, refers to the effect that they use to reduce the mass. So my guess, now that we've talked about it, and I've said mass and effect 400 times, is that that's how they use the gates. Is it probably somehow Mm -hmm. does that. Um, That was fun. Was that fun for anyone or, or just Yo, me? Okay. I enjoyed no, that. No, no, I, I had, had a drink. great time. I think we're oh, okay. all enjoying <laughs> our just, time You just broke here. my Jedi brain. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I feel much better now. I was like, oh, God, did I just, just talk for no reason? No, no, no. So our, our, our crew, of course, in this episode, Josh, you're the next person I thought of because they come upon this pretty uh, wretched hive of scum and villainy just, just floating out there. 
in space. You know, Edward, of course, before that, Edward dives into cyberspace. Uh, the scene where she gets electrocuted is possibly one of my favorite scenes what so the, far. Yeah. Yeah. Not because of my the actual... Character. Yeah, and it's not the motion of when she gets shocked. It's the sound she makes after. So she gets shocked, and then she falls down and goes... <laughs> and like... I lost it. I was I I paused it because I was like I don't want to miss any shots. I might have to pick one of these out. Like I yeah, yeah I'm I, it's difficult to pick a favorite character, but it's easy to see why if you were going to, you would pick Ed. Ed is amazing. I love that character. Yeah. Yeah. The best. And she you know I I don't know if we've gotten there yet where they find the uh the like instructions or the manual for um finding them. But if you look at that piece of paper, it really reminds me of like an early 2000s GeoCities website yeah. that someone would have made, you know, and printed it out and sent it to someone through exactly. cyberspace or whatever. It like, looks like a printed out web page. Yeah. Like some, somebody didn't send a link. They printed out the web page and stuck it on a wall. There were a couple right. of spellings on it, too, which was funny. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, Ed take, taking it and going and doing the research to get into the chess game. But yeah, that, I mean, that whole this I love watching these old shows when they talk about cyberspace and like surfing the interweb and like <laughs> doing things like that because it's so late 90s, early 2000s, those terms that we are familiar with that they still use and now they are so outdated that like kids watching it now would be like what the hell? <laughs> but to their credit, it's like a lot closer than most shows at that time would have gotten. Like, so right. if you watch, if you watch Star Trek: The Next Generation, for example, just as a for instance, when they pick up one of those data pads and they realize that whatever they're looking for isn't on it, they put it down and they pick up another data pad because they couldn't conceive of a future where one device would have multiple files, <laughs> right? They were like each tablet would be like a book, yeah. and you would you would go find that in your little tablet cabinet and pick out the right one. But Faye, if you can find the quote, I don't know if you can find that, and I'm not putting it on you to do it because that might be difficult, but what she says is essentially something that could happen now, and this is only taking place 50 years in the future, you guys, from now. So it would be like, um, she said something like, there was a dark web site, and they went there, they ordered it mm -hmm. through the mail and got it delivered. And it's like... Right. That's just Amazon. S sounds like. very, yeah, and dark web in general. No, I uh, Star Trek, and I always liked when they uh, when they would pull people off screen because they'd be like, take them off screen, and you'd be like, well, they can still hear you talk though when they're off screen, right? Isn't that how that would work? Because like nowadays, when you take someone off screen, you can still hear them talk. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I love that they did that was really passive aggressive is they would leave the screen on, but Picard would turn around and go like this. Like he would make this motion yeah. and then they would mute the screen. So the people on the screen could see them walking around talking about them, but not yeah. hear what they were saying. It was like, right. like pointing at the screen, like this guy right here. Yeah. And they're like, what like, are they? <laughs> like this is, that's not diplomacy. That's passive aggression. That's borderline <laughs> yes. regular aggression. Like <laughs> borderline. Just, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I did appreciate that there was some definite late nineties, Mm -hmm. computer talk right i mean it's like the hacking. ms dos and firefly when they had the right. the or the oh, windows, windows 90, 98 for the trash episode. yeah 
it, yeah. it's it's definitely got that feel of somebody here uses computers somebody on the writing <laughs> team uses computers but that's about it <laughs> like yep maybe they use it for transcription uh yeah i to your point though about the misspellings that you had brought up i have a question actually from the last episode and i should have brought this up earlier but i think gren is definitely supposed to be named glenn which is a gender neutral name but the japanese to english r and l transposition right mm-hmm. that is frequently mm-hmm. mocked to deleterious effect which is, but it's a real it thing right but it's a, but it's a real thing right. that actually takes place in um transliteration as well so the letters are actually transposed when they translate right mm-hmm. so like there was a guy whose name was um like Clegg, like it said Clegg's bar or right. something. And when they went in there, she was like, hey, Craig, or or whatever it was. So I remember specifically, so because in their reading of it, the L would sound like an R. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. that's why that thing happens. That's interesting. That's a very that good makes theory. Sense. I was so, I wondered that too. That for that whole episode, I was like, is this supposed to be Glenn? Because I, I just feel Glenn like Glenn is kind of a weird name. <laughs> yeah, and that's why yeah. I had such a hard time remembering and I mean, him I didn't know. No, no, I didn't know. I did not think right. twice about it because no. weird names are it's totally an anime thing. So Right. Yeah. yeah. It seems like maybe they were told get it right for the three main characters and other than that, you know, whatever. <laughs> right cuz Jet Black, Faye Valentine and Spike Spiegel. Those are all correctly spelled and pronounced throughout the series. Mm. So uh, just a, I don't know if the word is interesting, but uh, just a detail that I think I, I may have uh, that, that makes later so on much sense. picked up. Makes, yeah, it, it yeah. took me a minute. I'm sorry it was 13 episodes in. <laughs> is it in the uh, in the sub, sub version? Um, like if you were reading the subs, would it say Glenn? No, it says Gren. Does it? Okay. Oh, f- uh, Phil, correct me big time and says Gren's first full name is Grencia. So that's, yeah, that's why I was like, I oh. don't know. I feel like that was. I think name. that I think that means a five second banishment for Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it it it's a valid point. Remains like there are still other no absolutely. examples of it. So, um, but man, Grencia is a weird word too, but. It is much more pleasing to say than Gren, I think. Like, it's just Gren a, sounds like a, a Sesame Street character. Gren, <laughs> Gren and Elmo count apples. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, Callie, uh, other way around. You said it's the L is pronounced as R, but it's the R that is pronounced as L. But the point. So the point I'm making is that I believe it goes both ways. I'm not a hundred percent sure because I'm not a native Japanese speaker. Like that—that that was kind of the point that I was making, um, but I can look it up and give a more definitive answer next time on the sudden but inevitable rebop. So we get to this—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a space hippie commune, right? Uh, hold up, just a moment. I want to talk about the chess pieces. Oh, okay. The chess pieces that had the little like microchip in the bottom of them, and Ed was able to turn on the chess board and connect with all of these people. Uh, I was watching that and it made me think of amiibos 
Do you guys know yeah. what these are? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah they're uh-huh. little Nintendo action figures. You can buy them alongside your game. And you would just you tap it to the controller. This is an Xbox controller. And there's a reader inside the Nintendo controllers. And it takes extra information. And you could save your game onto these guys. Sometimes it'll unlock extra costumes. That kind of thing. But I've got a ton of these. Uh, and I saw the chess piece. And I was like, that is an amiibo. Cool. It's, it's like an amiibo to take you to Sabak, to Cowboy <laughs> Bebop Sabak, because it's you know the virtual thing from Star Wars. But yeah, that's that's cool, and those amiibos are worth something now because yes, they, they canceled it. So I'm um, good. Good on you for keeping up with nice. those. I only bought a couple of them, but I didn't really care anymore. You know, there wasn't I, much to the ones that I showed are some of my any? only ones in, that are out of box. Yeah. Almost all of these are in box that I've got, good as man. they should be for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it's Ricky D from Best Flex with Ricky D. Have you ever um used an amiibo and suddenly had to play a Nintendo <laughs> game against an evil hacker from 100 years ago? Uh actually I got sucked in and I had to fight Wario in a Mario Ooh. Party type situation. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, Similar. Yeah. I don't know if I call it the same. I, I you know what? You're right. It's yeah. the same. It happened. Yeah. I won. Uh, I was given my Natch. Uh, you know, my freedom back. So <laughs> he was sucked into the game like Tron. Wait, <laughs> so had you lost, Wario would be real? Because now I'm like, no, mm. I would become one of his minions in this world, he... and the next person that uses an amiibo to get sucked into the Mario Party Wario world, then I would be another competitor for them. Yeah, it's it's like Nintendo Manji, you know. Yeah, oh, it, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to give you all a spoiler alert if you're a podcast listener and not a live chat viewer slash participator it's going to be difficult for me to pick an episode title this week because I have already <laughs> written down three or four different phrases that everyone has said where I'm like oh that's nice. definitely it and then it imme- almost immediately gets topped so uh, <laughs> I want to thank my crew for just knocking it out of the park this week you guys this is this is really funny um Callie D, our resident researcher, says, so in both cases, they use a mixture of those L and R. Uh, We are all wrong. Basically, they have a sound between L and R that's not exactly interchangeable. L and R as individual sounds just don't exist in Japanese. So Mm. in both cases, it's an approximation. They're using a mix of L and R. And it it seems possibly at a whim or maybe in just whatever looks uh, correct. Maybe that's the thing that they check with their translators, their uh, localization teams, right? They're like, Hey, is this how you guys would do it? Cause we're approximating. Yeah. And then the localization team goes, yep, here, here, and here, this is all perfect. We're good. Um, that makes sense. That's I want to really say hello. Info, Callie. Thanks for that. Yes. yes. Awesome. I want to say hello to Rona, who is Callie's mother. Rona. Hello in Scotland. Thank you so much for joining us. And, you guys, I think we're in 18 countries now, 17 or 18 countries. There are there, We're in like 35 states in D.C., 38 states in D.C. I'm, what I'm going to do is make a map of the states that we're not in, and we're going to call those states out directly. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Are we in New Hampshire? Be on the lookout for that. I I mean, I can check um, if somebody okay, wants yeah, to talk yeah. for a moment about this. Uh, well, we can, we can circle back at, at some other time, by all means. I'm just okay. curious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I may, though... Why, why? 
because you have family in New Hampshire. Yes, correct. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. For a yep, second, so I was I, like, that's I, yep, kind of a place that you wouldn't just pick out of. Oh, right. <laughs> I know. So for everybody else, it's the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's, well, it's, it's home it's, for me. So. It's the east of nowhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, right. no, no, that's good. That's good. I, I, I actually I think we've talked before, Kylie, about how you and I both kind of love the East Coast. And yes, sir. Yes. Wouldn't mind spending time there at any given stretch. It doesn't appear that we, New Hampshire is on the list. We are, on, so. we are in Massachusetts <laughs> and Connecticut, um, but we are not in okay. New York. New Hampshire. Well, I, have co- I have got New context Hampshire. there. Well, a column. So. No, you guys, let's do this officially. New Hampshire, this is the sudden but inevitable rebop. What is your problem? <laughs> are we not genuine enough for you? Do you not like Firefly? Do you not like Cowboy Bebop? Like... What, what what can we do? What what can we do for New Hampshire? Okay, <laughs> at Sunbutt on Twitter. <laughs> All right, this is a cool little thing. I like to think Thanks, that Bill. the the one point nine five percent of Serbian population is, is Nikola, Nikola Jokic yes. from the Denver Nuggets. I like hey. to think that the Joker is listening to. He's us. definitely <laughs> listening to. You us. know what? That's actually probably the most likely scenario. So I'm uh-huh. very proud of that. Um. Okay, so we get to this, uh, before we get to the Space Hippie Commune, does anybody have any other notes from before the Space Hippie Commune? Just peace to my bank account, bro. Oh, man. (laughs) Peace to the galaxy and my bank account, bro. Yeah. Uh, So we get to a Space Hippie Commune, and everybody is just kind of floating around. Everybody and everything is just kind of floating around. Like you do when you don't have a job and you're just hanging out in space inside of some garbage, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that was um, bizarre. Yeah. And, and animals. And... and they just float around. They don't even, I... like, there's sleeping people floating around in anti-gravity. Like, get those cats some gravity boots. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, somebody save the cat. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised there's not any the notes dog. in here that just has a cat written out and all. You just bold. got another show title, didn't you, Jesse? <laughs> I, I, I cat. no, it's just that I sometimes I picture what you the hypotheticals that you guys bring up, uh, and then it's really difficult for me to focus on what we were talking about because I'm like, <laughs> that could make a whole. I could talk about that for seven minutes. <laughs> you, you know me; I could do that. Uh, it's not necessarily really a skill. Um, so <laughs> the the comment, right? There's air in here, but then they leave their helmets on. Because <laughs> it is there, stinks. Is there any chance in the live action version they don't leave their helmets on when they get here? <laughs> I hope I, that they just are going, that it's just a freaking deadhead concert. It's just a <laughs> fish concert. And they're walking through a fish show, and they're like, oh, we're at a hippie commune. Leave them helmets on. It stinks here. <laughs> that's, I, that's what I, I'm hoping for. Well, and specifically, I mean, they're on space trash, right? So it, it, it's like, even if the air is okay, it, to your point, Josh, something here probably is not safe to breathe. Like, even if it doesn't seem that way, based on the instrument readouts. <laughs> But we finally find this ancient dude who is just behind minutes upon minutes of slow, deliberate, 
a sort of psychedelic, disorienting, very pattern-intensive animation leading through these hallways where everybody is floating and all the plants are covering the walls and there's smoke I really liked lingering. It, yeah, I mean, it was... The, Very serene. Yeah, I love the And mixing it with the chess match, too, because it was like they mm-hmm. were showing the chess match. And then, like, part of me was thinking that what was happening in the chess match was affecting them walking through the ship. Like, when she would, when Ed would make a move, mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, now something's falling. Is that, does that mean that this game is actually controlling what's going on there in the trash? Or what's, I mean, obviously it wasn't, but it, they made it seem like that a little bit. Yeah. The fact that um, this is just a 22-minute show and it's able to take the time to do, like, a two- or a three-minute cut of just silence and, like, that's really – that should be reserved – usually it's reserved more for 45-hour-long shows or movies, and it's impressive that they get it into these little quick 22-minute episodes. Well, I feel like they have to show off the the music because this is that scene where they start showing off the the tribal music and stuff, those those drums and everything. And I, I you know, if if I were making a show, I would definitely focus a lot on music, and I would want to have scenes where, you know, if the music is that good, it's just no dialogue, all action and music behind it. You know, and I, I feel like they did a, a good job. They did. With that they in kicked this one butt for on sure. that. Yeah. So a common thing that I will see sometimes in reviews, and I think it's usually used as a criticism, is like this movie was uh, felt like a music video uh, for part of its runtime, right? Uh, I get a I get a similar feeling and experience with Cowboy Bebop, but it is not a negative thing. It is it is like a pastiche of a music video because there is also a plot and a story, and it's just. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you, Josh. And I 100% agree with you, Rosie, in the live chat. I love that music. Miss Kylie, having played chess from a young age, um, was one of the chess pieces that you used in your various chess games ever used to clandestinely track your location and subsequently steal a bounty head from you? Wow, that's a feel like you're putting me on the spot here well you can't like tell like him I the said, truth though either i don't so. want like i said you don't want you don't have to reveal any personal information just like ricky didn't i just it was you know if you want to get no, us the no incriminating details. evidence yeah. here be yeah. really careful no, with I, what you tell okay him. guys i i actually gave her a chipped chess piece and i was tracking her back when she was like I seven knew years it. old yep yeah i knew it was you it was me time. and so what happened she crossed paths with josh and you're like oh <laughs> no, I just make sure she would never win. <laughs> oh, putting you in the stalemate permanently. Totally. That is um, rough. But no, I, I. It is funny though, just to bring up the topic. Like, I um, I don't know. Usually, when I try, like, when I try stuff for the first time, like, I get very frustrated if I'm not good at something. And it, maybe oh, I'm not man. not good. I just haven't had a lot of practice. But it is funny that chess is totally the thing that I've just never won in my life. So. You, I bet, we need to play more. I bet you could yeah, beat me. Yeah, I bet I'm you'd pretty... be fine at chess. And see, yeah. and I think that my dad was just really good too. That's probably what it and was. And like, and he, he's, I don't know, he probably just like would not just let me win. You know what I mean? So, um, Kylie, how I, mean, are you I wouldn't let you in either. You would beat me because I'm <laughs> just not that good at chess. So. You know, more to come, guys. More to come. <laughs> Developments on chess. <laughs> Kylie, how are you with uh, uh, poker? I'm good at poker. Okay, mm-hmm. so you could you could beat Josh in chess. It, yeah. Chess is 
the the similar thing to chess and or between those two things is that if you know your opponent well enough, you can play them instead of the game. Yeah, and you watched me play poker on Red Dead the other day, and I lost like three hundred dollars. Yes. Well, she finally got you to stop playing that game where you put your hand on the table and then put, you know, stab the knife in between your fingers back. Is that what it's called? I have not even tried that yet because I will sit there for hours. That's my favorite thing to play on that game. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't even booted it up yet because I I will be trapped there forever. (laughs) I love that game. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking in real life, like she came home and yeah, she, she was what, like, what yeah. are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm learning just like I learned poker from Red Dead Redemption. I know that's not what you said, but that's what I picture. <laughs> I did that with pencils all like constantly in middle school. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. See, oh, gosh. Yeah. No, that just brings me back. And I feel like at a young age, my, my brother got his hands on some knives and I that s- was definitely something we did. I still have a scar on my knuckle from that, actually. Tangents, from... guys. Tangents. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. You're good. Um, we're what we like to call equally collectively guilty uh, here at SBI. Yes. Uh, totally. So this is going um, much better than the last show we did one episode with, though. That one, I, you guys were yeah. Like I, 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 I don't like to bring it up while it's happening, but you guys are killing it. Um, so we have this this old man hex, right? He was he was a programmer for the gate program. He put this little. He built this vulnerability into it so he could have long-term sort of pseudo-environmentalism revenge on the company that made him build it. Um, how do you guys end up feeling about Old Man Hex? Like, specifically, Josh and Kylie, do you do we forgive Old Man Hex here? Because we sort of get the implication from this other bounty hunter that has tracked Jet. Uh, I think his name was Jonathan. Um we sort of get the implication that maybe his whole life was ruined by this guy. Like maybe there was some money tied up in something, or maybe when he went through the gate, he lost his life savings. And we don't know, maybe that guy has a family and he's the only livelihood. Like how did you guys end up feeling about old man Hex at the end of the episode where you're like, okay, he deserves to go out easy. He, you know, this had the other thing or was, it, or was he kind of like more villainy than Tom foolery? And we just couldn't tell cause he was so old. So, First thought is I'm going to tell you that I thought about this real hard and I did not come up with an answer Um, to get on a real level. I do have somebody in my family that's kind of struggling with like the whole dementia thing. And um, so it kind of, you know, just at the time kind of hit home a little bit. Um, And so I was sitting there thinking like. I really don't know the answer to that because, and I, I just want to say this right now, just because it's so relevant. It was possibly one of my quotes, um, but they said, "There's no one left but an old man who loves to play games." Mm-hmm. So basically, like, what they're saying is like, yeah, he could have been this like incredible monster, but right now his brain is so like gone that this person is not the same person that did this to you, kind of thing. Um, right. And it, yeah, yeah. So that that's a tough one. That's a hard. The, that's not, that's a gray area kind of thing. I feel. I like. think those are my thoughts too. I think yeah. he was a villain fifty years ago. Yeah. I think he was a complete bad villain guy. 50 totally years ago. bad guy. But then over time, he lost his mind and ended up, like they said, he didn't even remember doing that. He didn't even remember setting a fifty-year long con you know he he was just there to play chess basically and and find a formidable opponent and on the other side here does that excuse things right Right. like i don't know the answer is what what i'm you know 
It just that's a hard one. Great. Well, no, I think I think in a way he's living with it. You know, like him losing his mind is his punishment for everything that he did. Perhaps. And the fact yeah. that he only plays games with people is like his own personal prison. You know, he sure. he did all these different Waiting things. Waiting for a good opponent. And or, yeah. yeah, and so then once he hits his dementia, his Alzheimer's, whatever it was, like, you know, that was his he latched on to trying to find the the worthy opponent and that was his own prison until he finally died and nine, you know, at 98 years old. People don't know much about brain diseases either. Um, and they say it can be kind of like your own personal prison. Um, so for a million reasons, I, I love that you asked that question, Jesse, because it's, it's a huge one. It's, if I could throw out just yeah. a little bit more to, uh, what would punishing him gain society you're not trying to t- you're not taking anybody dangerous off the streets you're not uh trying to rehab this guy because he he ha- doesn't have the proper faculties so in my thoughts there's <clears throat> you can't gain anything by punishing him and putting him in jail or whatever else uh he did he do something terrible yes should he pay for it probably but can you gain anything as a society by punishing this man, and I would say no. Well, I disagree. And considering he already is living his punishment, you no, know, I like disagree. you're just yes. Potentially, well, and yeah. I to offer the opposite viewpoint, mm-hmm. Ricky. To maintain a functioning society, everybody has to be held to the same standards. That's a good point. For the, for, for there to be some sort of semi-arbitrary limit where we go. Yeah, he was a bad guy, but it was a long time ago. I mean, that's pretty pertinent to stuff that's happening right now in real life. I mean, I'm not, gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to so name true. names specifically because I don't feel <laughs> like it even deserves to be brought up. But the the conversation deserves to be had because if we just repeatedly are showing like, okay, look, yes, he was a terrible person. He was a monster. He He built this thing into the gate. It bankrupted all these people. It ruined their livelihoods. Maybe that ended some families. We don't know. You know that could that could that could have huge ramifications in a world this size. So to just go, but he also had a rough go of it. Is like, yeah, but that's really excusing what he's done by saying, we understand that you might feel bad now if you had the capacity to feel bad. So we're gonna call that good enough. And even if that's not what you're saying, even if what even if it's a if it's a practicality thing where you're like taking this guy off the street isn't going to, you know, bring anybody's money back. He's not going to become suddenly contributing to society or anything like that. On principle, I think we still have to maintain that you broke the law, you hurt people be it financially or physically or mentally or emotionally, whatever it was. And that's against the law, and we have a procedure for that. So I, I feel like I, I, the feel-good ending to this is, okay, the nice old man finally got to play a game of chess and go out easy, you know. But it was, and I wanted to feel that. I really did. Because I, I don't like to think too much when I'm watching Cowboy Bebop and Firefly, you guys. I really don't. But I feel like this is one of the headiest moments the show has had so far. And it, it kind of hit me because I was like, man, usually this is just 100% fun all the way through. And I'm still having fun talking about it with you guys in particular, of course. But it is not the typical subject matter in the show. you know. So it, it, I'm, I'm glad to get everybody's perspective on that. And I don't want 
any of you guys to feel like I think you're right or wrong. I'm just glad that we got several different sides of that out. Oh, I'd like to say hello to Roy, the intrepid DM in the chat, joining us from Twitch. Hello, Roy. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, um, that was that was like 15 that, minutes. Josh, Kylie, Ricky D, if you guys would like to talk for a sec. <laughs> I, well, I just think that... I think you're right in the aspect that, yes, you still have to hold people accountable, but I think in this kind of future with how big it is, like you were describing, I think... I think Ricky's point is a little more on the nose as far as like in a universal or in a galactic kind of aspect where it's certainly like, more we have practical. so many other things to worry about right now that this yeah. old senile man um, is not really worth our, our trouble right now. Right. I feel like well, I'm equally right in the middle. Like I agree <laughs> with Jesse and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I cannot make a decision. Like I think I think you're <laughs> so both think right, and I think yeah. it's it's both. Like it makes sense both ways, but totally. I think I mean in our society we would want him to be punished. You know, in a in a society a thousand years from now, it could be completely different. You know, right? And and I think that's the beauty specifically of that moment, right? Is because we four didn't sit down to watch this space cowboy anime to to ponder that kind of a question, right? Right. But they got it in there in such a nicely stylized just like enjoyable to watch way that I don't feel like I've been um, after school specialed or anything. I, I, right. I just feel like I watched a piece of really good adult high quality entertainment. And I'm going to call back to a direct quote from my friend Ricky D from best flicks with Ricky D. When we asked him about watching anime, he said, I like to consider myself a person who values quality above all else. So if the quality is there, Ricky D is going to be happy. Now, to that point, really quickly, Kylie. I don't know how I missed this. I, it, I must have been reading the chat or something, but last week, you said definitively that you believe Avatar The Last Airbender to be better animated than Cowboy Bebop, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I can't do that because I haven't seen it, but I am going to watch... I was originally going to watch only the first episode until a friend told me that the first episode was a pilot and thus has some pilot looks to it. So I'm going to watch the first two episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender, and then I will dispute or agree with your point on whether or not it is better animated than Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Um, so thinking, nope. thinking back, no, I do I do remember stating that. Um <laughs> I think more what I was trying to say though is that it's a like a it's a more progressed kind of animation like a, a newer computer generated uh, animation. Yeah, so so gotcha. I guess I wasn't trying to say that it was better. Whew. I think that it's more advanced, perhaps. Good, you guys. Um, I I thought I was gonna have to watch Avatar. Uh, <laughs> and Avatar, no, Avatar I'm kidding, actually I'm I'm going was. To, I'm kidding. I'm going to. <laughs> Avatar was one of Dave Filoni's first projects. And Who's that? they used, um, <laughs> shut up. But they used a lot of uh, newer computer animated stuff for Avatar. It was so, a, it was a, it was like an innovative series, kind of like, um, I don't, I don't, I can't even think of anything right now. But like, it was they used some extra like experimental effects oh. with Avatar. So this Here's is a, a perfect segue into actually something that a note that I wrote down. Um, so going back to the first episode, I did mention that this was Sunrise Animation, a very mm -hmm. big name. 
Um, they did, uh, and I mentioned as well in the first episode that they also an- uh, did the animation for Nan and Genesis Evangelion. And I just remember thinking as Spike is standing there in his suit with his red suit and like the, you know, and even uh-huh. Faye, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is mm-hmm. like so reminiscent of Evangelion. Like, so um, I 100% agree. I was like, is that? Unit two, right there. Um, right, right, really right. quickly. Rosie in the in the in the chat asked, "No, I don't know who answered you from the Twist My Arm podcast uh, account, but they're wrong too." Okay, that uh, was me. What it's I was the mentioning, after school cartoon special. Yeah. So what I was mentioning, Susie, is we didn't feel like we had been after school specialed, which means I didn't feel like the moral of the story was laid on super thick and gone. Now that you know the right thing to do, next time somebody says, "Here, try this space drugs," you just say no. So it, like an after school special, and I really appreciate. Um, Dang, Ricky, that, <laughs> that you're keeping us up on that because I forget that the international listeners probably don't know what American after-school specials are, and now they do. Um, oh, I see what happens. I said specialed. She wrote special ed. And, ri- and then okay. I got confused. Not your fault. Yeah, 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 <laughs> okay. This is the experience that is the sudden but inevitable rebop live chat, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to the podcast version, won't you join us? We love you. You'll have a blast, I promise. <laughs> it's too fun. Roy in the chat also says the adult nuances make Avatar amazing. You guys, I, I, I'm not against it. I'm going to watch it again. I'm the one that's I, I, against I'm Avatar. Not, yes. Put that well, towards me. To it. You need to watch it and you're going to be like, and you're going to be like, wow, we are so getting Ricky to watch this kind of thing. I, I promise. love our fans, listeners, viewers, and our crew. You guys, I'm having the time of my life just like I do every Friday. Um, I don't have any other specific notes because I felt like I was like, after I wrote that note down, I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer. Okay, let's go be on this stream. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, again, was a blast. And you can go check out at the California Brown Coats YouTube channel, which we will link in the show notes. Josh, do you have any other notes from this episode you'd like to cover? And then after you, let's go Kylie and then Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. I don't have any other notes. Kylie, how long is Avatar for Rosie? Um, it's three seasons long. Okay. How many episodes? I, I per don't season? have any other notes. No. Um, you know, I can't. I, I don't remember the exact amount, but it is similar. Producer in Josh. the fact that it's like twenty-ish minutes episodes. Wasn't Avatar on Nickelodeon? Yes. Yes, sir. Actually, that mm-hmm. doesn't that like by definition mean it can't be that good? Dude, you I shut your know, mouth. Oh, okay. Like, Let's think. Nickelodeon about, has oh a lot gosh. of uh, nostalgia. Okay. Let's. Let's, um, banished. Let's save. I know, right? <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Let's, let's save this meaty confrontation <sighs> for an episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D. I just think it would be a really good bonus episode. I can't even look at you right now. I t- I'm telling you, he's losing the Doctor Horrible sing along blog watch along pod listening audience because Callie <laughs> D is a huge Avatar fan. Intrepid DM is a huge Avatar fan. I just, yeah. And I'm a huge Angry Beavers fan. You need to get the F out of here, Ricky. It's got nostalgia, <laughs> sure. But I see. Oh, my God. Go watch just, it still. Just I'm, go. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> just go on Best Flicks with Ricky D and attack him relentlessly. I will. For the good of all men. So good. <laughs> okay. Miss Kylie, did you have any other notes from this episode you'd like to cover? Um, so I, I, I don't know. I could totally be like wrong on this. Um, 
But I'm pretty sure Jet doesn't smoke. In this episode or ever? Like, in general. He does smoke in the episode, clearly. Twice. But I feel like, in general, he's always the one who's telling uh, Spike not to smoke. Well, he's generally... I I think, okay, to the point you're making, not an invalid point, I think what we are meant to see when it's Spike and Jet is that Spike cares this much more about uh, maintaining appearances and keeping things easy and not upsetting people for no reason than than Spike does. Jet cares this much less about that than Spike does. Um, so he's like, hey, by the way, you know, you're not supposed to smoke. And then, Jet, and then Spike can go, oh, okay. But in this case, Spike wasn't there. It was just Jet. <laughs> Callie in the chat says, my husband is asleep next to me. And when Ricky said, I'm against Avatar which she quoted, he woke up and went, boo, and fell asleep again. Boo. <laughs> boo, Callie. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Boo. <laughs> Callie cannot um, let Ricky rest in the chat. She's still talking about <laughs> Avatar and why Ricky D needs to give it a chance. And I love it. This is this is a blast. Well, she's right. It is wholesome, but yeah, it you're is You're not drawing me. So well done. Well, yeah, it's so it's well done and it's intelligent and it's it's fun and it's hilarious and I yes, it's Ricky I'm likes ev- or Ricky hates I, everything. So like, you know, <laughs> everything that doesn't deserve to be loved. Kylie. Kylie. Which in his world other. is everything. <laughs> Um, anywho, um, yeah, no, the last thing was that I just noticed that he was smoking in this particular episode, and I was like, I don't think he smokes in general. He does. Um, We've seen him, so he he's passed cigarettes that he was smoking to Spike. Um, he, there was at least one other time I've seen him smoking by himself. This is not the oh. first time I've been a crazy person, so. No, 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 you're not crazy. It's just, like, <laughs> we always say, like, when you're watching a 26-minute show, one episode a week at a time, in between real life, it can it can be hard to hold on to the little details. Sure. I'm Josh. Could you just can you highlight that second to last comment from Callie for the for the oh, viewers I, at home? I did. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't see it. Sometimes, like I said, uh, Ricky see, D from Best Friends. Did Ricky just Ricky take D. it away? He did. He did. That's okay because <laughs> I can take Ricky away and put this <laughs> and up there. <laughs> I still got power. <laughs> Losing Love control. It. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Have you got any other episode-specific notes from this episode of Cowboy Bebop, Bohemian Rhapsody that you'd like to share before we move into our weekly segments? I do not. Wonderful. Go Avatar 61 episodes, just to clarify. Thank you. So three seasons at 20-something-ish per. Yep. uh, 60 divided by three would be 20, so. That's what I said. Um, he said ish it is definitive he he said 61 episodes (laughs) right right, see now I have to banish you which banishes me thank you Josh I appreciate that Josh holds everyone to the same standard in society so that we can have functioning principles and laws thank you Josh that means the world to me you know what else means the world to me my, my, my friends is the weekly segments that we get to do here at Sudden But Inevitable I love the weekly segments that we get to do. So why don't we go ahead and do one of those? Um, Ricky D, which one do you want to do first? Uh, How about Shot of the Show? 
shot of the show, as you know, is where we share our favorite visual moments from this week's episode or episodes as they hit us just a little harder than every other moment. So let's have Josh go first this week, and then we'll go Kylie, then we'll go Ricky D, and I will go last. Josh, please share with us your shot of the show. All right. So mine comes from Minute Marker 223, <laughs> right at the beginning. Again, I love Ed, and just this first scene looked like me and trev this morning my cat trev mm. like i swear i saw myself in this so much just like waking up and being so like maybe it maybe it's a little disoriented maybe it's just a little bored maybe it's you know whatever but then my cat was just sitting right next to me and i don't know it, i it just makes me laugh in every scene that she's in it's it's wonderful he so. he also wears belly shirts to bed too i do yeah. I do. <laughs> Billy shirts and shorts. The um, spandex shorts are really the the thing that keep people from spending the night at Josh's house, it, if we're being honest. But uh, yeah, the shiny uh, purple, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I actually it, okay. Little bit of a tiny peek behind the curtain. So remember how I told you guys that Josh had done a ton of work on the store and how all of this is very new to us and we're very excited. That's all true. And to back it up, I was texting josh last night it was like eight or eight thirty or nine we had done a call and we we're like here's how the shirts work this that and the other thing i was like i'm gonna put the new shirt up tonight don't worry about it so then i went to start you know doing that and then of course a million other things took precedence immediately so i finally got the shirt uploaded and put in the store and everything ready to go at like 12 45 in the morning and i texted and i go to i wake up at six <laughs> for work and i texted josh at twelve forty-five. i was like everything is working i think and he texted me back and was like yep totally good i'm just chilling with the cat so he is not making that up he <laughs> sits fully upright alone in a room with his cat sometimes he was probably playing video games but usually i have a controller yeah well <laughs> and we're actually having to isolate his cat right now and so yes he's been sitting in the room alone with his cat keeping is her it, company so is it as is it as punishment for a small defect that your cat built into your mm. litter collecting system 50 years ago no. and suddenly sabotaged no. your other cats I wish that were the case, but it's more because... My cat's being mean. Yeah, Kylie's cat has what we like to call litter box aggression. Correct. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, again so with anywho, the episode titles. Go ahead, Kylie. That is why it is incredibly accurate that Josh looked like that today because he has been keeping his cat company. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's where I'm going right after this show is back, back into that room to hang out with Trev. So. Very cool. Miss Kylie, please, do you have a selection this week for a shot of the show? So, I am here to disappoint you and say no, that I do not have a shot of the show, um, but it was because I did collect quite a few Spiegel Spiels. And I was going to say, I don't have a Spiegel Spiel, so she can take my Spiegel Spiel for me. We are such and a good team. Look at that. It's <laughs> kind of like it was meant to be. <laughs> Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. I know you picked a shot of the show because you crave high quality visual entertainment. Share with us your pick, my friend. <clears throat> nice. Uh, this is the chess player. What was his name? Hex. 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 Yes, thank you. Uh, this is a picture of Hex. This is in the middle of the episode. It was at 1140. And this is when he's starting to play against Ed and he's realizing that he's got a worthy opponent. So I was kind of looking at this going, now nah, this old man is kind of 
he's coming back to life. He's finding what he's searching for. And I just thought it was kind of a cool shot. It's also extremely detailed. Very Doesn't he just look like an old man Dr. Wiley? Well, it, okay, it old man Dr. Wiley. Go has, ahead. Sorry, um, Kylie. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's got like liver spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like super cool. Yeah. Old man Dr. Wiley. Um, definitely a little bit of Yoda vibes going on there with the shape of the. Can I be Dr. Wiley? Here. Can I give myself a new um, nickname? No, you're Wiley There's Kylie. Dr. So. Wiley Kylie. Come on. <laughs> it, it, it's, he's, he's definitely got some. Some creepy, sage, mostly dead, ultra ancient character vibes. He, yes. He, he well, can, his he outfit. Can, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can feel the frailty. <laughs> yeah. Um, our good friend Callie D in the chat has taken the liberty of explaining to our other good friend Rosie in the chat the difference between Avatar the Last Airbender and Avatar the Dumb Tall Blue People. So thank you for clearing that up for her, Callie. I didn't want to have to be the one to do it. it the Avatar like The Last Airbender movie is on Netflix. I believe it's a Netflix original. Um, Ricky, just real quickly, I'm going to go ahead and cut you off and explain to you that that actually doesn't exist. If you go click on it, nothing happens because that movie isn't real. So um, I personally we will don't move into... <laughs> we will move in. I was attempting to tow the line that I have been told yep. is an important line to tow by the Avatar real. fandom. Reeling. Okay. So, uh, my selection this week for shot of the show, I, I don't. Do you guys? Am I predictable? Like, can when you're watching through, are you going? There's Jesse's shot. Like, uh, that... this was my original shot, and then I saw nice. that you had picked it in the comments, and I left you an angry emoji reaction. Oh, okay. <laughs> I one of the emojis didn't translate, but the second emoji that came with it was the symbol for male. So I don't know what the oh okay. Be- it was an angry guy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I think you put the mail symbol in your your name in that particular chat room as a joke. Um, He was sending you hate mail is what it was. I'm totally... Oh, oh, that's brilliant. How did I miss that? Ricky D, you little punster. So, anyways, my choice for shot of the show this week is these three long upside down shadows on the whole here. It takes place at five minutes and 34 seconds into the episode. I just, it, it, you know what? You flip the camera upside down and you get some spatial geometry going. You play with the lighting. I, I'm a sucker for for shots like this. It, it It's very anime. Uh, it's very pulpy. It's very, you know, if it were a, if it were a, a movie they might say it's that dutch angle right i just this shot look at it it's gorgeous the whole series is gorgeous but i just yeah i the contrast here there's almost no color in it you you definitely have that sense of anonymity in the faces of the three crew members i mean we know who they are right there are three crew members but like from a distance you know when they when they first land here, they're strangers. We can't see their faces. Their 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 identities are obscured. You know, we have to we have to learn that. They have to walk into the light, and they haven't done that yet. And I just I deeply appreciate this shot, uh, and I I might save this one now. This segment this week is going to have to come with a small apology on my part. I didn't get our shots of the show from last week up on the Instagram at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast this week. That is because between editing, preparing for the SDCC at home California Brown Coats meeting room stream, and getting 
the regular Sudden But Inevitable live stream ready and getting that very cool SBI Silhouette Spectrum t-shirt ready and put up in the store for you to purchase at your convenience, we ran low on time. So I'm going to get last week's shots of the show up this weekend, and then this week's shots of the show will be up in a normal amount of time this week, so my apologies. Thank you for putting up with me. Of course, my friends, that means that it is time for us to move into our second segment of the week, which of course is Spiegel Spiel. Spiegel Spiel, of course, is where we share our favorite quotes from this week's episode, even if they were not uttered by Mr. Spike Spiegel himself. So uh, let's go in reverse order this time, which means my friend Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, you are up first. Yeah, uh, I got a little piece of dialogue from Ed. Uh, it's going to sound ridiculous because I'm going to try and do her voice. But uh, I really like Ed character. I wanted to grab some of her dialogue. So <clears throat> one, two, three, four. Ed's going to score my or play ball. <laughs> that was awesome. Loving, loving the mixed metaphors of different sports. Yep. Like, yeah. yes. yeah, right, Ed yeah. is vaguely familiar enough with game theory and rule sets to go, I, I can do this. Uh, it's it's competitive. Yeah. I, yeah. I <laughs> got to get that, that quarter thrower to, uh, to score a, a net goal. So I just, yeah. I got, I, I got I uh, PTSD vibes from when. Uh, the intrepid DM likes to always make fun of my liking for sports. Uh, <laughs> he always throws something like we were watching a basketball game when he was out here last weekend and, and they scored a basket and he's like, is that a touchdown? That's yeah. a touchdown, right? <laughs> nice. nice. Like, you jerk. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that makes uh, sports ball tweets on the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yes. Totally. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I dig sports it. Games. I love Roy, the intrepid DM. If you haven't go follow him on Twitter at the intrepid Abs- DM. Yes. Uh, I actually think it's at Intrepid DM. I don't think there's a V in Twitter. Roy, if you're in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's a V in the Twitter handle. But yes, go find him on Twitch because that's where all of his best content outside of the Marvel Can of Madness podcast comes from. So, um, excellent, excellent choice, Ricky D. And may I say, excellent impression. Thank you. I'm digging it. I Yeah, no, I I thought that was a great job as well. Um, Kylie is... It it sounds no you're you're good and so scene I'm gonna, I'm gonna try jet I'm gonna do <laughs> was, jet's voice next episode. Well, and I was gonna say, Kylie, it sounds like you have just a list to choose from. So should we let? Oh, Josh doesn't have one. So what's Josh's pick for Spiegelspiel? Okay, so yes, this could absolutely. <gasps> I found it. I got one. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's too late. Go Kylie, time. go ahead. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> you don't get to go now. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. Go. No, you're going first. I'm banished. No, go. <laughs> so he's the just, one he's being a brat, and fine. it's just the one that I had noticed that I liked the most out of the show was from Faye, and she says, "Hey kids, if you're a fashion-conscious young hood, <laughs> remember that cute girl won't even look your way unless you knock over an astral gate. Do it today." <laughs> that was cute. And we got some of Faye's uh, signature uh, posterior Sarcasm. camera oh. placement. Yes. Oh, we'll call yeah. it that. Poster- posterior. That, that's a good way to put it. Yes. Reverse angle. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. Okay, there we go. He got that. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Kylie. Ex- excellent um, pick. 
So I did write down a few, um, and that's why I didn't have a problem sharing a few earlier. Um, I really loved the piece to the galaxy in my bank account. That was super <laughs> cute. Um, and then, of course, about you know the, what we were talking about, there's no one left but an old man who loves to play games. Definitely a profound one. Um, but this one's kind of a two-parter. So it's definitely kind of cool when Spike basically just on a general level says, whatever happens, happens, right? Um, pretty profound. I mean, definitely pretty cool. But what I thought was super cool was that Jet right before that, he says, this could be a trap, a continuation of the game. And I'm like, oh my gosh, pew, bigger meta- metaphor all around. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that could be a metaphor for life or the w- the situation right now. And he's just like, hey, whatever happens, happens. So I thought I, that was a good one. So that's actually the quote that I picked as well. And the reason that I picked it was just because it, to me, that's Spike going, yeah, I know. I, yeah. Like, I move forward, dude. I'm excited. Like, I go, yeah, I run towards the exciting thing. You know, we already know, because we've already established that Faye and Spike do not particularly like to chase hackers. They're too easy, and they're not a good bounty. And then that is actually proven in this episode, because they catch, what, 12 of them and get no money. (laughs) So it's, I mean, they set that up, you know, a few episodes back when they met Ed, and then we see it actually play out here. And to me, this is just part of that ultimate laissez-faire spike lexicon, right? Just your call. Whatever happens, happens. You got to be like water. Got to be smooth. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. man, why is everything you say perfect? It, 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 because <laughs> he spent the time, right? He spent the time crafting the character that he is and the the bounty hunter that he wants to be and it, yeah excellent choice and i think that might be the first time you've ever taken a pick out from under me did you have a couple more you'd like to share um you know what no that was that was about it wonderful well that means that the last thing <laughs> that's a lie the second to last thing that we have to do this week is to give this episode our ratings so let's just pick up right there kylie what is your rating for the episode this week? I want to say I want to say 9.5. This is my favorite episode. It always kind of has been. Um was very excited to kind of mm-hmm. watch it and then um wasn't disappointed with the awesome content. Um so I think just overall vibe, the music was great. Like seriously, the all the points everything around is just um it was solid. I don't want to give it a perfect 10 because, you know, that's a pretty high standard, but um, 9.5. Excellent. I like it. Uh, my friend Josh, host of the Twist My Arm podcast, what have you got this week? Uh, I'm going to go with a... Man, I'm going to go with an 8. No, nah, I'm going to go with a 9. A 9. I couldn't figure out if I want to do 8.5 or 9. Um but yeah, I, I would say a nine on this episode. It was um it actually had a resolution to it at the end. At least we got an answer. For, oh, just like uh, last week. <laughs> but at least we got an answer for like a, a conclusion of this episode. <laughs> um but yeah, you I would say nine. Yep. I'm digging it. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, how many numbers out of ten do you give this episode? I'm going to go with 8.5. This was an excellent episode. No reason to bring it 
under eight, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I loved all the Ed in it. Uh, this has probably been our Ed heaviest episode since he showed up. She, my apologies, uh, it's, probably been the good man. Ed heaviest episode since she's shown up, and I just had a really good time with that. I like the chess theme. I like all the exploring. It was an excellent episode. Eight point five. Fully agree that it was excellent. Um, did we just get a? Oh, okay. Um, so I, man, I I feel like there's a chance that we only watch good TV shows together. You guys, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to give this episode a nine as well. Um, it, it, it is one of my favorites. I think a big part of it for me is going in, seeing that title card that says Bohemian Rhapsody. And then they, they do that visually. Right. And so like, if you go look up like the definitions of Bohemian and Rhapsody, you will see that those two things are what this episode is. It's just like this weird cultural mishmash of all different kinds of things with no definitive, easily uh, identifiable structure. But it's all part of one thing. And when it's put together, it somehow works in a way that kind of shouldn't, but just does. It's like the song Bohemian Rhapsody. It's an incredibly self-referential thing on so many levels. But yeah, I have to go with a nine as well. Uh, so that puts us at nine. a nine out of ten, even for this Solid. episode of Cowboy Bebop. That almost never happens. In your face, cheap seat reviews. Take your decimals <laughs> now. In your face. The last, <laughs> the last thing that we generally like to do in a given week <laughs> is say thank you to the people that have been supporting us and listening to us and helping us grow and expand our reach and things like that on social media and wherever you may find us. So um, let's have Ricky D go first and then let's have Miss Kylie go. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to have Josh go after that because I feel like between Josh and I, this may last five or six minutes. So Ricky D you go first. Yeah, I do have one. Uh, it sounds like I have been assigned a, rival on twitter <laughs> yes so thank yes. you jesse for finding a You're rival for welcome. me uh that would be at the daniac it's like maniac with a d the daniac uh and uh you're going down bud i'm going to get you <laughs> oh <laughs> if you this is if awesome you if you did not see the tweet seriously go follow ricky d at best flicks ricky d on twitter find the tweet that I tagged him in. It's, it starts with something like, I was thinking about how my friend Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D doesn't have a nemesis. Would anybody like to be his nemesis? Here's his It was mostly likes. just a bunch of jerks that didn't even, weren't on the radar. Yeah, it, there was a lot of, we had yeah. some applicants, right? We had some applicants, but there was this one candidate that just blew everyone else out of the water. That's so awesome. definitely, definitely go awesome. check that out on Twitter. You can find that at Best Flicks Ricky D or at Sudden Butt. Miss Kylie, I I know that last week I skipped past you and I immediately felt bad, especially listening back through the edit because I was like, I should never make the assumption. So I apologize. Do you have any shout outs that you would like to give this week for big shouts? This is a week that you could have made the assumption. Yeah. Um, no, um, it's not that I don't have people to shout out. I just have a very strong feeling that the people that I'm thinking of, you and or Josh, have a nice... Um, good recap about all of our feelings so i'm gonna let you guys just take that part away 
Cool. Um, I have a few. So I put a I put some feelers out there uh, about a week ago about how I'm getting ready to start the next season of Twist My Arm, um, and I got a lot of good feedback and a lot of love from people, um, and a lot of I have my whole season basically booked within a day. So um, I it's kind of a shout out, kind of not. It's just more of like, hey, this is what this is what we're doing for the next month. So starting in August, um, I got the. Colorado paintball team Cobra Kai coming on. I got T- uh, the Playlist Wars podcast, the FJ podcast. Um, I have the Made You a Mixtape podcast, um, the podcast that wouldn't die. And then I have a local Colorado artist, ironically named Pixie, that's going to be on as well. Different um, Pixie? Different Pixie, yes. Okay. But Pixie is another... Pixie from Next on Stage 1, at Next on Stage 1, is another shout-out. She gave me a pod lift this last week on Twitter, um, which I always, always appreciate those. And if you haven't listened to Next on Stage 1 yet, you should, because that that show is hilariously awesome. Um, and very informative, too. It's Not not only is it funny, but it's, it's informative of, of a lot of different things. So... Um, my last shout out is definitely for, um, Linnell, um, for inviting us to the Brown Coot, Brown, Brown Coots, the Brown Coats meeting room panel today for the SDCC. Um, I can't thank her enough. Um, you can go follow her at California Brown Coats on Twitter, I believe is what it is. So it's at um, C.A. Brown Coats. There it is. So yep. I it, just, I, yeah, yep. it means California, but it is at C.A. Brown Coats. Yep. Um, she is, she was awesome. I, again, like I said, I can't thank her enough. Um, great interviewer. <laughs> and everyone else that was in that chat was really friendly. The, the whole Brown Coats Society has welcomed us with open arms and we can't thank you guys enough it's it's been such a fun ride so um yeah that's all that's that's what i got for my shout outs very cool um i'm going to echo josh and say please 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 go follow at ca brown coats on twitter their their charitable organization is doing excellent work um our friend rosie in the live chat is helping with that. She helped connect them with the charity Kids Need to Read, and that is one of their uh, main charities they're supporting right now. So anything you buy on the California Brown Coats shop this month, 100% of the proceeds go to Kids Need to Read. I believe it's Kids Need to Read. It's possibly that and uh, Equality Now, which is the other. Uh, or no, no, no. They're doing an Alzheimer's one. I'm sorry. All of these show notes <laughs> will be in the links. They're doing an Alzheimer's one. Uh, the rest of the Can't Stop the Signal brown coat organizations generally uh, raise money for Equality Now is the charity that they normally do. So, um, But yeah, we just want to say thank you again. Um, that was a wonderful opportunity. Um, so my shout out this week not only goes to Rosie in the chat for all of the wonderful love that you've shown us over the course of this whole year, even since we started doing this, and, and just you're... you're the best and we couldn't do this show the way that it gets done without you so thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts rosie thank you thank you thank you um beyond that i just i do want to say thank you again to josh because getting the store all set up was again no small feat it, it it's a lot of very ridiculously detailed intricate stuff Josh took care of all of that so that all we have to do is go put cool shirts in it for you to buy. 
which you can do at twistmyarmpodcast.com. Click on the menu, go down to TMA Store. That will show you all the products, and I know that you are all so supportive. And even if you never buy a shirt from that, I just want to say thank you for even helping us get to the point where we feel like it makes sense to offer shirts. And, And like I said, to have the opportunity to make some money that we can put back into the show better equipment, better connection, all that kind of stuff. It just, if you had told me personally at the start of the year that this is how it would be in July, I wouldn't have believed you. I just wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> I would have said that would be really cool, but that sounds like a pipe dream. Um, so I, I just want to shout out Josh in particular for doing that. And of course, the rest of the crew, Kylie and Ricky, we can't do, I can't do this show without you. Josh and I can't make the show's that we make without the crews that we have. So thank you guys for joining us. Now, of yes. course, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, don't, don't worry, it's not long. It's not like last time we were gone for like 20 days, which was not that long anyway. <laughs> we're just going to take a week off, which will equate to two weeks because it's Friday to Friday, right? So It's we're mainly because Jesse doesn't want us to sing happy birthday to him during the live show next week. So make sure everyone send him a happy birthday next Friday. Somebody has a birthday. I have no problem with that. It's just that I feel like it only would be right to spend that day with my actual physical blood relatives. Um, And they feel that way, too. So they told me, hey, you have plans that day. Um, Most importantly, they feel that way. (laughs) So uh, there will be no show next Friday evening, but the following Friday evening, we will be back full force to say welcome back to the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. Thank you, Rosie, in the chat for the early happy birthday. I deeply appreciate it. Hey, you never know. Maybe Ricky and I can do our uh, chess streaming game next Friday. And again, and if what it's is late Kylie enough, not and Kylie too, <laughs> and if I'm it's pretty late sure enough, it was guys, my idea. <laughs> if it's late enough, I'd love to commentate. Um, I we, play her. <laughs> I, I, because because she did say happy birthday in the chat. I, I gotta say, you know, you guys know what I want for my birthday. I want one of every color of the sudden but inevitable silhouette <laughs> spectrum T-shirt. So go to twistmyarmpodcast.com. You guys know how it is. So I don't think that I actually have any other notes or plugs or I, I have thank yous or love to share um, uh, specifically at this moment. Ricky D, do you have anything else this week? Uh, just that the Daniac knows that I'm coming for him. Oh, he knows. Okay. <laughs> just to reiterate. Yeah. Josh and Kylie, have you got anything else that you'd like to share with us this week? No, sir. Just Good. It's fun as always. Yeah. yeah. I have had an absolute blast with you guys. Let's go, Ricky, Kylie, Josh. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for joining us live, as you do every week. I can't tell you how much it means to us. We made it under two hours, you guys. We made it under an hour and 45 minutes. I knew we could do it. I knew we had it in us. For the sudden but inevitable rebop, I have been your host, Jesse. This is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. It's been Kylie. And this is Josh. See you, Space Cow folks. Thank you for listening to the Sudden But Inevitable Rebob. 
Follow us on Twitter at SuddenBud. Follow us on Instagram at SuddenButInevitablePodcast. Or go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI to get everything all in one place. The Sudden But Inevitable Rebop is a Twist My Arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. I'm not playing jazz. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Tell me you recorded that, Josh. That's going to be the audio. There's your tagline. (laughs) Right after the theme music ends, it's Kylie going, I'm not playing chess. (laughs) I'm not not playing. Yep. I won't edit this down at all. I'll just send you the whole thing. Oh, man.